Hello and welcome back to Solid. My name's Jake. If you've been listening, my name's Jake. I uh, realized probably like the last like three or four of these that I've done haven't introduced myself. Um, so I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make sure I introduce myself. I'm Jake. That's the third time I did, so I should make up for like the last three. Um, but welcome back to Solid. We're we're here with the uh, uh, Battle Hawks Week Four Recap. From the from the 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 dominant win, you say dominant. We'll we'll talk about it and, and decide whether or not it really was dominant. But the win, nonetheless, in the home opener against the Arlington Renegades last Sunday ended up being uh, twenty four to eleven. Great game to be at, a lot of fun. Um, but let's get into it. Actually, you know what? One more thing before I get into it. I actually went back and I listened to the first half of uh, my recap from last week, and I used the word understandable no less than sixty times in about a five minute spot. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to to be better. I'm gonna be better. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be better at this. That way you don't have to listen to me use one single word entirely too much. Anyway, let's get into it. We're gonna start with our boy, the guy that we always start with. We're gonna start with AJ McCarron. Okay. Truly a game that he had. 20 for 27, 214 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. It was a gnarly interception. Um, to break it down, in the first half, he was uh, 10 for 15 for 99 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. By no means was that a bad half, but his second half is where he really came to life. 10 for 12, 115 yards, and a touchdown. His only two incompletions in the second half of the game, he was muddy. His second, uh, second half of the game... Uh, only two incompletions were pass breakups. In the second one, uh, the second of those pass breakups, he was he was under a, a whole lot of pressure uh, from a uh, when he went out on a, a bootleg. Not supposed to be a naked bootleg, but it sure was because uh, uh, that uh, uh, Jawan uh, Bushel Beatty uh, didn't do anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna really lay into him and and, and give him what he's and give him what he's due. Uh, but yeah, only two incompletions in the second half. It was it was great. He had a great performance. A great performance. Um, I know I've been keeping track of this too. Is his uh, uh, fourth down, uh, or not fourth down? Fourth uh, fourth quarter. Um, uh, his numbers there. Uh, going it, it kind of to introduce you to that it was those first two games where he was absolutely lighting it up in the fourth quarter uh after two games 70 percent of his yards and like 42 percent of his completions came in the fourth quarter now for the whole season he's at 42 percent of yards and 34 completions in the fourth quarter um i believe this week he was just like uh, uh four for four i can't remember the yardage maybe like 51 or something like that anyway it's it's coming back down to earth a little bit um so i, I might not i might not hit on those percentages that much more often since it seems like it's it's becoming a little bit a little bit more real um some of the issues that i had with aj though is he not that there were many he only had seven incompletions okay only had seven incompletions um one of those came on a on a uh well it wasn't an incompletion it, it was it was in the first drive of the game first drive of the game it was it was third and ten it was a ten play drive okay um, and this is one that I believe did this end up being a uh, a field yeah this one ended up becoming a field goal um, so it, we did get points out of it anyway it could have been it could have been more points but first drive third and ten ten play drive he ended up throwing a ball pretty late to Hakeem Butler on a crossing route um, if you'd have gotten it out a little bit sooner Hakeem Butler could have gotten that uh, gotten that first down uh, it probably would have been first and goal if I recall 
if I remember correctly. Uh, but he got it to him late. Uh, Hakeem ended up having to come back a little bit. Only got five yards on it. He's a big dude, and we know that he has no problem getting those extra yards. Just, I mean, leaning into people because people just bounce off of him. I have no doubt that he would have been able to get that ten, uh, the, the 10 yards for that first down. So that, that late throw was kind of a bummer. Um, and also, his another issue I'm having with uh, his throws to Austin Prohl. A lot of his missed throws to Austin Prohl have been, like, those out routes. And I say a lot of them. There's probably only been, like, five or six throughout the season. But they, it's, it seems like the, the Austin Prohl drop is not necessarily the thing that, that we're seeing here. Um, and, of course, the, the first example I'm going to use is something that Austin Prohl probably could have caught. But there was, a, there was the underthrow. Again, this is on that first drive. It was a scramble drill. Uh, uh, AJ was rolling out to the right. It was gonna. It was gonna end up being a really late throw anyway. Um, but he had Austin Pearl right in front of him on like the five yard line, and he and AJ threw the ball. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a pretty throw. It wasn't a pretty throw. It, you could argue that it was a little low. Even if Austin Pearl, he ran a route that went a little bit too deep. Even if he would have ran the route in the right spot, it still would have been a low throw. I think Pearl probably could have made a uh, made a play on this if he was in the right spot, but it, it was it was an underthrow. Uh, but Pearl did run a, a pretty funky route there, so it would have been nice to see him get on the money with that because he did he did hit people on the money on these uh, on these kind of scramble drill on these 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 uh, plays where AJ was rolling out. Um, he is able to hit people on that. We see that happen quite a bit actually. Uh, he just didn't hit he didn't hit Pearl on that one, uh, and then he had an overthrow. Um, this was the this was the interception that he had. Um, he was under a lot of pressure on on this play, and then he just threw the ball with no gas. He I, the broadcast said that he looked like he threw it off of his back foot. I don't, I didn't necessarily see that. He just didn't. He just didn't have any umph to like really whip the ball into uh, into Austin Pearl. Ended up kind of floating on him. Um, Pearl was he was he was pretty well open. Um. He was open with he had space. It just went, just sailed, went over him. Easy interception. Um, so those are those are two things that I, I just kind of want to see them get in sync. I mean, we're all rooting for Austin Pearl just because of the name. Uh, he's a Nepo baby, apparently. If, if I if I want to say it like that. Um, so you know we do we do want to see that. Uh, it's it'd just be cool if they they connected, especially where where it seems like seems like uh, uh, the we talked about it last week the. Uh, AJ McCarron trust tree does seem to be growing. Um, it just man, it would just be cool if, if, if those two could get get connected because we did see a lot of good things from Prol this game. Um, he had some weird reads too. Uh, there was there was a ball. It was a pretty deep shot too that he threw to Hakeem Butler while he was in double coverage. Hakeem did get his hands on it but bobbled it because these guys were on him. Um, weird read. Weird, weird, weird choice to throw to him. I think he had a couple, maybe not a couple guys open, but I think there were probably some better passes that he could have thrown. And I'm, 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 I'm. When I'm when I'm criticizing him for this game, it's you're you really have to pick. I mean, it's again, it wasn't a perfect game, but it was, it was pretty close, man. It was damn near, it was damn near a perfect game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of my my issues with them. I have a lot more kudos for them, though. Uh, there was on again this this first drive, this ten play drive, we had a lot going on there. Uh, Brian Hill had a fifteen yard run where it looked like the run was designed for him to go to the right. There was nothing there, so he bounced out to the left, which is where uh, AJ McCarron went after he handed off the ball. AJ saw this. He's smart, dude. He's a smart player. 
I'm not going to say that he's like a, uh, a Peyton Manning or anything, but he's able to lead this offense um, and, and kind of make adjustments on the fly, which you really like. Anyway, uh, uh, he... Uh, AJ McCarron saw this. Saw saw Brian Hill bouncing it back out to the left, towards the left, and he became a lead blocker. And he touched two guys. I love that. Give me give me a give me a running back that's smart and is, is able to uh, to do that kind of stuff too. That was great. Love a quarterback that has that's willing to run block and get your guys some extra yards. Extra yards. Uh, he he uh, really un- just understands the offense. You you see him after there's a bad uh, drive by an offensive line. He immediately goes over there and he's constantly communicating with them. I love that. Uh, he as far as like an offensive scheme goes, he he kind of I think he is a little bit. I think I think he's he's willing to critique uh, Brad Gradkowski, the uh, the offensive coordinator. Um, because it, it sure seemed like he didn't agree with with some of like the lack of aggression um, that Gradkowski have, and that's something that I think everybody was saying during the game. And I'll, I'll get to that. I'm talking about the uh, 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 play after or the uh, drive after which interception was it? The might have been the Nate Matters 20 yard interception. Uh, they were kind of they were, they didn't really they weren't really aggressive there, and that's kind of showed the entire the entire season. Um, but again, I'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, his intermediate balls, intermediate to deep balls, are great. Um, like I think, so we're looking at uh, uh, two passing touchdowns that he had. Uh, a, uh, a 25 yarder to Hakeem Butler it was his longest uh, catch, and Darius Shepard's 27 yard uh, touchdown catch. When we're right there, when he's just on the edge of that red zone, but you better, you better, you better be on your receiver. You better be covering your receiver because AJ is going to hit these guys, and we we've seen him do it a handful of times this season. I, re- I really like that. He's money with those, um, and he he definitely talking about that trust tree. Definitely has trust in Hakeem Butler. Uh, if we needed any more evidence of that, he threw that that Hakeem Butler touchdown. He threw a big man ball to that. Let's let's talk about Hakeem Butler and the wide receivers. Um, Hakeem Butler five for six. Uh, uh, for uh, for 52 yards, like I said, uh, Long was a 25 uh, yard touchdown. Um, that big man ball, that that defensive back looked like a child. Or Hakeem Butler looked like three big men. He didn't even look like a three children stacked on shoulders. He looked like three grown ass men stacked on on their on each other's shoulders because that defensive back's head was at Hakeem Butler's shoulder. Hakeem Butler, he didn't have to re- raise his hands up high. He like put them at shoulder height, just over the top of this guy's head, and just sunned him. He just he caught and oof, that was pretty. I'm I'm a big fan of him being able to hit these these bigger guys. Maybe that has something to say with the uh, with the Austin Pearl, um, uh passes that he's he's kind of used to throwing these big men. But I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I don't think that's that. I think AJ's better a better play than that. But that might have something to do with that to uh, to switch from throwing the big man ball to a to a little to a little guy ball. Um, Hakeem Butler did have he did have a uh, offensive pass interference that wasn't called on him, uh, which you know if I'm gonna be uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna try to stay I'm not gonna try to stay unbiased, um, but <laughs> I've complained about the the officiating in, in some of these games before, and that one it was it was in the third quarter as a third and seven, and Hakeem Butler just straight up runs up to the guy that was covering him and just shoves him over. Like if there was if there was a if there was a guy bent over behind this behind that 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 uh, that cornerbacks like if he he could have table topped him is what I'm trying to say he sh- like he straight up shoved that guy uh, and got 11 yards on a third and seven so uh, maybe maybe play a little bit cleaner when uh, when we're talking important plays because that could have been that could have been gnarly 
Um, and then he also got a, he also got a screen pass. Uh, Hakeem got a th- screen pass thrown to him. I'm not entirely sure. I'm a fan of that, but that's not his fault. Uh, talking about Darius Shepard. All right, this is our boy. This is what we're here for. This is our baby boy, Darius Shepard. Holy, eight for eight, 91 yards. Like I said, uh, tw- his longest catch was 27 yards for a touchdown. That touchdown, whoo, that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful. It was a one. It was a one on one. Listen, Darius Shepard. He's also not a big guy, so I guess that does poke a hole in my. AJ has trouble throwing to guys that aren't big uh, theory. Um, but he was one-on-one and just burned his guy to get out. It, like, Darius Shepard's not a big guy, but he just he just straight, he just he just ripped his guy to shreds on a corner out. Beautiful ball. Wide, he had a zip code to himself. That was great. Uh, he had a ki- the kick returns. He didn't break any big ones. Man, he almost did. Oh, man, he almost did. There were some of those where he's zigzagging. He's just hunting for a hole to, break, to, to just, like, squeak on through. Uh, he did... <laughs> Okay. I say that he he did he did run into uh, his his own his own blocker on one of them, which you don't you know want to see, but we did see it. Uh, which it's listen again if I'm trying to if I'm trying to be in the middle here, it's funny it's funny to see that happen because that blocker was much bigger than him, and he ran into the blocker and just got bounced off like he was flubber. That was that was funny, but not great to see. Uh, and then he also had oh I love a I love a wide receiver that can block too. Like I said, not a big guy, but that uh, Brian Hill touchdown. Uh, Darius Shepard is just out there. He took out a corner. He took out a corner and then made it so uh, uh, Brian Hill only had to to beat a safety. It was great. It was great. He he had a phenomenal game. He had a phenomenal game. Um, Austin Prohl, next one up. Like we talked about him before, uh, four for six, uh, uh, four four of six for twenty six yards. As long was eleven. Uh, like I said, that scramble drill could have been a touchdown, and I say that like if he, I think I think if Austin Pearl would have would have came up with that ball if it was a good throw to him, if it was a, if 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 that ball was still thrown low, I don't think it could have been a touchdown. But if that ball was put on him, I think it could. And the reason I say that is because he's got incredibly fast feet after a catch. We haven't seen a whole lot of Austin Pearl in space, but there, it looks like they're trying to start doing that for him. And I say that so they they. I think it was like he caught the ball like six yards past the line of scrimmage, and then in like one second he had six extra yards for a twelve-yard gain. It was crazy. He he just he caught the ball and just like lightning, he got the first down. Um, now I will say that might explain because I, I I think he's had one other concentration drop, and maybe that's what that that uh, uh, that scramble drill I was talking about before. Maybe those could have been concentration things if he's looking to get that ball and then because again he's not he's not a big guy either. If he's looking to grab that ball and just like. Scramble away and just and just get scooting. That might explain a concentration drop, um, but I'm not really going to complain because he's he's got those feet. I think he's going to be able to get that under control. Uh, like I was mentioning, them getting uh, uh, him in space. They they designed a jet sweep for him uh, in the fourth quarter. A jet sweep got him ten yards. They just got him in space and he's able to move. I really like that uh, because, like I said, first three games, first two three games. You were seeing him, and he was just catching the ball with guys right on top of him. You get him in space, you're going to see good things. Uh, he did have a kind of a scary thing uh, as far as bar, ball security goes. Um, it was a three-yard route. I believe this was near the end of the game. It was, he just caught the ball. It was, a, it was a three-yard crosser, and he went to the ground with the ball just hanging out. Like, this is a team we can't just be – Battlehawks cannot just be – Turn the ball over. We saw what happened last week when they when they get a little bit reckless with it and a little bit careless. You gotta make sure that if you're getting a three yard route in the middle of the field, buddy, you gotta hang on to that some bitch. Like you gotta you gotta do it. 
Um, so that was a little scary thing. Hopefully that doesn't become anything. Uh, Jake Sutherland, uh, he had a great route for a uh, on the one-point conversion. They went for a one-point conversion on the, uh, the last touchdown. Um, but he had a great route on it. Not going to complain about that. One thing that I... I'm, I'm once again, Bernie Sanders meme, once again, I'm asking for more tight end throws. Good God. They are so underutilized in this offense. And that's not something I would have thought because Anthony Beck was an ex-tight end. I would assume that he would have like some, some say and be like, hey, maybe we get these guys that are able to block and then, and then get into space. Maybe we get them the ball in space. He's a big guy. He catches the ball in space. He's going to topple over. You're you're talking a tight end in space. Get him moving a little bit. You're talking about maybe three or two, three, maybe four yards after a uh, after uh, first contact. So I would like to see that more. Um, last one. Honestly, it's not a whole lot of uh, of receivers did. I mean, the receivers did a lot in this game. Uh, but I mean, it was only how many people caught the ball? One, two, three, four. Uh, Four in a tight end. Four, five, five receivers uh, uh, cut passes this game, uh, which is kind of a, a big like step down as far as a uh, uh, number of guys that AJ targeted. Um, but uh, Stephen Mitchell's the last one anyway. Uh, he was uh, uh, two catches on four targets for thirty nine yards, long of twenty. Um, he had a sneaky good game. Uh, he had a sneaky good game. There was a, there was a play. It was in that that same first drive. He 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 got open deep, deep. I mean, it was it was great. It was great pass breakup on him. But he got open deep. Um, it was kind of a kind of a late throw on him there too. Uh, he got good spots on crossers. I, I mentioned uh, uh, people staying with AJ on some of these bootlegs on some of these scramble drills. Stephen Mitchell's that guy. I mean, he's there. There was a uh, an eighteen yard, maybe is maybe it was a, the, his twenty yard pass that he he was just he just stuck with AJ, just found a a space, just a seam, just a horizontal seam right in coverage, caught the ball, twenty yards, bing bang boom. You gotta just keep doing that. So I liked I, I liked the uh, the the kind of connection that we had between um, wide receivers and AJ this week. I don't think I needed to say that. I think everybody liked that, um, but. That is my opinion. On to the running backs. All right, we're talking Brian Hill first. Our boy, our big boy, Brian Hill, with the poofy, with the poofy beard. Very weird beard that this guy has. Um, I don't know. Looks, looks like a clown nose stapled to his chin. It's very, it's not red, obviously, but it's a very bizarre looking beard. Anyway, rushing, 18 carries for 89 yards, long of 27, and one touchdown. This guy averaged 4.9 yards per carry. That's that's good, man. That is good. And this is not a bad defense that they're playing. If you're averaging 4.9 yards per carry, ooh, buddy, you are you are doing something right. Uh, receiving, he was one for two for six yards, kind of a non-factor there. He did get his head kind of dinged, not, maybe not, maybe that's the wrong word, getting his head dinged up. He got, he got his, I'm going to go tried and true, he got his bell rung on the first drive. Uh, and you could see it kind of affected him. Uh, he came in the next play, got the ball handed off to him again. But he was like, I don't want to be in, and then he got, and then he took himself out to play after that. Uh, but this this defense did not have an answer for him. He was running hard, man. He was running hard. He had a lot. I, I brought. I always bring this up. If you're tackling, whenever there's a collision between a running back and a linebacker, they're gonna fall to the ground some direction. And what Brian Hill was doing, and we've seen our our linebackers have trouble with this, not this game necessarily, but in previous games, is that the running back hits them, and then the running back keeps going forward. And that is what Brian Hill did today. There was a lot of backwards tackling trying to get trying to get Brian Hill down. That's that's an extra. What do we say? Like 
two yards. I mean, six foot guy, two yards. It's one to two yards. That was good. I they had no answer for him. That was great. Um, and then he got and on top of that uh, extra yardage. And it, this is just kind of a smaller. I mean, it ended up. I, I, I would argue being consequential. Uh, that two point conversion that he got, it was a throw to him, and then he he was coming down. He was coming down. He did that. He did that thing where where they get the ball and they reach for the pylon, just barely scrape it in. Ooh, buddy, I love it. I love it, Brian. Keep doing you, my dude. If you're if you're our listeners, I apologize um, for the beard thing. It look it looks great on you. I don't think anybody else could pull it off. Um, but if I am going to congratulate you, I have to ask act like you are listening. And if you are, whoops. Um, Keep, keep doing that. Uh, next one, Mateo Durant. All right, this is kind of a this is this is one of the this is one of the things that I'm I'm kind of worried about this offense. And we we did see it a little bit in uh, in week two when Brian Hill wasn't there. There's a there's a big downgrade between RB one and RB two uh, because Mateo Durant uh, rushing he had uh, uh, five carries for 13 yards. He had a couple couple hard runs to start off that uh, that that Darius Shepard scoring drive. Um, I think I think he actually got the first two runs. I think he got five yards apiece on him. Um, but he he was running hard, which I like to see for him, especially since his his knock has kind of been that he he doesn't exactly uh, uh, break first contact. Uh, but that was good for him. He had one target, and I don't think that he caught it. Um, kind of a kind of a non-factor in the, in the game. Um, Kareem Walker played in this game. I don't know why. Uh, it was it was uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, just before the, uh, the the drive with the turnover on downs. Uh, he had three carries for twelve yards. He got them to a third and one, and then they put Brian Hill back in and weren't able to get that that fourth and one. Um, and I've kind of aired my grievance for the the stadium on that. Um, how they they got the stadium really loud when the Battle Hawks had the ball going for it on fourth and one. Kind of a dumb move, but uh, that was that turnover on downs. He had a, a fine drive. It was fine. That's all I'm going to say for it. I, I still think that they don't play him because he, he doesn't know the playbook. A little bit late in the season to not know the playbook, Kareem. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I doubt it. Let's go to the offensive line. Uh, I'm going to alternate with, with what I'm gonna, how I'm going to talk about this offensive line. I'm going to alternate between good and bad. Okay? Because they did good things. They did bad things. Duh. All right? Good. No sacks. No sacks. A.J. McCarron is no longer the most sacked quarterback in the XFL. He still stands at 12. Paxton Lynch is at 14 now, baby. So, hell yeah. No sacks. Love that. Um, and they also allowed uh, uh, or got a... Uh, uh, the offensive line is a big player in, in, in the rushing game. And they they allowed, or they allowed got us uh, 110 rushing yards this game. Offensive line, I, I know a lot of it was Brian Hill uh, getting free. But you know what? They, he's got to have holes to get through. So hats off to you, offensive line. 110 rushing yards. Lots of room to improve here. Lots of room to improve. Um, at the end of the first quarter, there's a very specific play. All right, third and two. End of the first quarter. It's third and two. There was a rush for negative four yards. Okay. So on the right side of the field, all right, you got Juwan Bushel Beatty and Vidal Alexander. They're double teaming a guy. All right. And what that did is that that left the defensive end unblocked. He could have got there to make the play, but he didn't need to. All right, he was coming around the edge very quickly. I don't know what that double team was on. It was for, or I, 
I don't know. We never saw the play develop. Maybe that's what they were supposed to do. Kind of doubt it because uh, Bushel Beatty's not good. Um, okay, so that was the uh, 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 right tackle, right guard, uh, Bushel Beatty and uh, Vidal Alexander kind of doing that weird thing. Uh, center, Mike Panasuk, uh, he goes to the second level. I have faith in that's what he was supposed to do. And then on the left side, the left tackle and the uh, left guard. Uh, Magwood and uh, Steve, uh, Eric Magwood and Steven Gonzalez. Both of them just absolutely whiffed on their blocks. They let both of their guys too. Like these two, these two, the the D tackle and the D end, they could have high fived going through that. Like they they these these guys whiffed big time. Now to be fair to Eric Magwood, that was pretty much his worst play of the game. It was not good, but it was it was it was his worst play of the game. So ended up those two guys end up getting the backfield. Take down uh, Brian Hill for four yards, um, and then that right D end is just standing there like, "Hey, that was supposed to be what I was going to do. I, I wanted to get that tackle, but the other guys were like, no, no, no. These two guys that we're lining up against, not very good.' Um, but going into that, Dallas Warmack came into this game again. All right, he came in. He uh, did uh, uh, left guard and right guard. Okay, so he, he he took some snaps for Vidal Alexander and for Steven Gonzalez. I want to say. I want to say that he's better when he's playing left guard. Okay, I want to say that it seems like there's a lot more success going to that left side when Dallas Warmack is is playing is playing uh, uh, left guard. But you gotta have him at right guard sometimes. Like I would I would almost want him to play at right guard because Vidal Alexander is not good. He got put on skates multiple times. Like the pressure that did affect AJ McCarron. I mean, obviously he's able to scramble out. I had a great game, but. That Alexander got put on skates, just bullied back. I mean, it's not speed that's beating. It's just you're a right guard, man. You gotta be able to, gotta be able to at least. I'm not saying stop a bull rush. I understand that at this point, four weeks in, I understand that Vidal Alexander has limitations and he can't stop a bull rush. Affect it at least a little bit. Like, maybe just slow him down because the guy is getting off the ball at the speed to run like a, a four seven forty. And, and, and Vidal Alexander is just not doing anything, man. He's just, you know, like those 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 uh, those hippie doors with beads. He's that. He's a bead door. He's a bead. Vidal Alexander is a bead door. So if we're thinking of nicknames, we've got the hyphens for uh, 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 Jared Jones Smith, who's suspended, uh, and that's why Eric uh, War- uh, Eric Magwood came in. And we got uh, the other hyphen is uh, uh, Juwan Bushel Beatty. We call them hyphens because they don't do anything, and they both have hyphenated last names. And Vidal Alexander is a bead door. So there we go. We're uh, we've almost got nicknames for the whole offensive line. Um, there was a third and eleven in the uh, uh, in the third quarter. This is the one I was I was talking about where. Uh, uh, one of the pass breakups that uh, AJ threw. Um, it was a third and eleven in the third quarter. It was the bootleg to the right. Mentioned it already. Juwan Bushel Beatty just got ob- absolutely dominant. It's a bootleg to the right. You have the most important block on the field, and then he's just lumbering like a like a idiot zombie from I don't know what's a what's a. Nintendo 64 zombie game where the zombies were truly stupid. That. He was just flailing his arms like an idiot. Not touching his guy. Guy was right in AJ's face. Ended up smashing him. Pass breakup. Buddy. Just. I don't know. I could, if there's somebody out there that can get to him and actually like make him realize what he's doing or not doing, you should do that. At this point, I'm blaming the people around him. I'm blaming the people around him for not being more frank with him because it is just 
just brutal. Um, I did I did brag on uh, on Magwood and Gonzalez before for that for that uh, negative four yard thing, but on that Brian Hill touchdown along with uh, uh, Darius Shepard getting that block on the outside, they got great blocks. They got a great push, great push on that run on that one. They they got their guys out of the way to allow Brian Hill to get to the second level, so he just had to beat the uh, just had to beat the safety. So that was good. They knocked off their guys at the line, and then they got to the uh, linebackers too. Love to see that. Um, especially from guys that we're not really expecting a whole lot from, especially from a backup. Eric Magwood is a backup. I don't know what the hell he was doing back there. He's so much better than the other guy. Okay, um, offense as a whole. Um, they only got three points off of four turnovers. Uh, now, you can call it three turnovers if you want to because the one, the Silas Kelly turnover, that interception was was a game-sealing one. They just went out there and uh, 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 took a knee after that uh, to end the game. But three points off of four turnovers, man. They really got to be, they really got to be more aggressive after that. Um, and that was kind of what I was talking about with AJ kind of recognizing that too. Is that some of this play calling is, is kind of, is kind of frustrating. Like, what they did is that they just like ran the ball three times and just punted it after after a couple of these turnovers. Like, it's take shots. You've got them on their heels. You've got to take shots. You've got to take shots after them to make sure that you can actually capitalize on getting the shorter field. I understand that this is a weird one because the running game was working so well. It obviously didn't in those cases, but you got to make sure that you got try to get these guys brain scrambling. All right? Turnover. Defense is just getting a breather. They haven't really had time to recalibrate uh, after the last drive. Get them out there and make them, make them work. And then after uh, AJ threw that 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 uh, uh, turn that that interception, they had him. The next play, the offense got the ball. Like this is all kind of like play calling stuff I'm talking about. After the offense got the ball back, they ran it. I want to see him throw the ball again. He's not a, AJ is not a head case as much as some other quarterbacks, but it's still it's still going to be good to make sure that he gets that confidence built. Again, it ended up kind of being a non-factor in this game because he still did very well. Um, but it might not necessarily always be that good. So you got to make sure that you get that guy confidence. I, d- I don't like the decision to run right after that. Um, they need to do more play actions. Those were very effective. Like I said before, there was that play at the, in the first drive where uh, Stephen Mitchell got incredibly open uh, but ended up having a pass breakup. Uh, those play actions were very effective. Uh, that got the guy to be drawn away from Stephen Mitchell, so we got into space. That safety was still there, obviously, and, and got there. But there's another one. Adarius Shepard, 18-yard catch, uh, was another play action. It did. It worked perfectly. It got the linebacker to that, that was covering him um, to to really shift and bite towards the middle of the field and left Darius Shepard wide open and ended up getting a whole bunch of yards after the catch. So I want to see more play actions. I understand that this again running game was working so well that they had these opportunities, um, but it'd be really good. And then uh, just more tight ends. Um, an issue, I'm gonna end there in the whole offense thing on on one issue that I have with them is the third down efficiency. It's not great. It's not great. Two for eight on the day, um, so twenty five percent. And then on the season, they're fifteen for forty five. I'm I'm gonna start tracking these a little bit more to find out exactly what's going on with them. 
Um, but let's see, 15 divided by, yeah, 15 divided by uh, 35, that's that's 33%. Um, yeah, it'd be better on third downs, man. It's not, I feel like it's not always like these long ones, too. Like, they, at the end of the game, it was, it was a third and one after those uh, uh, Kareem Walker runs, and they, they weren't able to get it across in a very, in, a, in a, a drive that would have sealed the game, so you didn't have to rely on the Silas Kelly interception. Um, third down efficiency is not is not great. Okay, that's the offense. Now for the defense. Let's start with the defensive line. Thank God for these guys. Okay, because the pressure was very effective, and they got they, okay. So, so here's here's kind of what happened with them this game. They got they started and they got they got pressure. They got really effective pressure on Kyle Slaughter early. All right, and then they kept on with the pressure about halfway through the game, uh, probably give or take like ten minutes on either side. So they they kept with pressure halfway there, and then they ended the game with a lot of pressure. So it was it was great. Um, now. One thing that I did notice, let me make sure I'm right on this, looking at the numbers real quick. Yeah, the Battle Hawks have the least number of sacks in the league um, by two to the Vipers. And then you look at the defenders who were playing this week and we played two weeks ago. They have 12 is on the is on the other side of it. So or no 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 sorry the Houston Roughnecks have seventeen sacks. Now they're they're playing the South Division who is significantly worse teams than the North, but the lack of lack of negative plays is kind of it's weird for a three and one team to have that few of sacks. Because I mean you're looking like I just said the uh, uh, the, the the DC defenders there they're four and zero the Houston Roughnecks they're four and zero and that makes sense with 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 the number of sacks you see that if you're looking at a team that's going to be a better record you're looking at these higher sack numbers. The Guardians. The Orlando Guardians, they're 0-4. They have 9. Um, it's just very bizarre that this Battlehawks team at 3-1 and has the least number of sacks. Um, and kind of getting into that, Alorm Lamour, great game. No sacks, obviously, but he had a lot of hits on Sloter. I think he had like two or three hits on Sloter, and that really started to, to affect Sloter too. Even when Lamour was just on the field and just, like, he could sense that pressure. And I think that really ended up spooking uh, 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 Kyle Slaughter, and then you have you have Travis Feeney. Okay, he's had a quiet last couple of weeks. I think believe he didn't even play in the week. No, he didn't play in the week two game because he he got that uh, that concussion in week one. Um, okay, he's only had ten tackles this season. Two of them are tackles for a loss, and one was a sack in the and then um the the sack fumble in in the strip sack in, in week one, and then he had a sack fumble today. Um, and that was a very good too. That was an incredibly important one. Okay, so number one, this guy when he's on the field, he's making an impact. Okay, he's making an impact. Two tackles for a loss, ten tackles. Uh, uh, what's that? Twenty percent of his ta- no, forty percent of his tackles are negative plays. That's good. Okay, but that sack fumble was incredibly important because that that was the drive that that uh, uh uh who the hell uh that the Renegades were they were moving, they were scooting down the field. Okay, they were scooting down the field. And at that point, I mean, they were down twenty-four to eleven, but we've seen a comeback like that with the with the Battle Hawks have done. All right, so those, that's not an that's not an insurmountable lead, but he did get that sack fumble. That was killer. Uh, of course, Battle Hawks didn't score on that one. Um, but this defensive line not only did their pressure affect Kyle Sloter and make him throw inaccurate passes, make him throw late, make him throw quick, make him throw low, make him throw high. He just missed every direction. He did hit guys, unfortunately. But what it did, their just kind of their presence, especially with uh with, with the run game, which 
were kind of not of kind of a non-factor. It set up a big day for the linebackers to also be able to get that pressure. Um, going into the linebackers, Willie Harvey, my man. This guy's got this guy flies. This guy flies a lot. Um, he had a great open field tackle on. It was as probably one of the better tackles of the day. It was, it was on that fourth quarter drive that I was just talking about where they were moving down the field. They ended up with that uh, with that strip sack. But uh, Kyle Sloter did like a little bit of like a flip pass to, I don't know if it was a tight end or if it was a running back, but he did a little flip pass. And then Willie Harvey just out of nowhere, like this guy, the, whoever caught that ball is looking like, oh, he's got some room to move. Willie Harvey, uh-uh, buddy, not today. Just comes in and just clotheslines him. That was great. It was one of the better tackles. There was a lot of good tackles uh, in the open field. But this was this was a pretty important one on, on kind of an unconventional pass. Uh, Trey Watson, um He's a, uh, a linebacker with the interception prop. Okay, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird way to say this. Worst interception of the day. Okay, this one was tipped at the line. This is the one that they called a, uh, a defensive pass interference, but it ended up uh, uh, being tipped, uh, tipped at the line, and then tipped by the receiver. Still good interception, but he didn't exactly like hawk the ball or anything like that. He was kind of just like in the good, the right place at the right time. There was actually two defenders there going for the ball, and they hit each other. I thought they were gonna three stooge that ball, was just gonna. And just pop right out. Um, it didn't. So that that one still an interception, and I'm not going to complain about those. But when you put them in comparison to the other two, that was kind of by far the worst one. Uh, second second interception. My my number two ranked interception is the Silas Kelly one. Um, this was just a great heads up play. Okay, so this is uh, the the I guess the, the uh, I keep forgetting the name. The Renegades, their last play of the game. Um, the uh, Battle Hawks are in prevent defense. Great coverage. Great coverage deep. Love that when prevent coverage works well. Because uh, uh, Kyle Slaughter ended up just throwing the ball away. Like, you know, remember when there was a whole thing with his, like, ESPN? It was like a Monday night game, and Patrick Mahomes threw the ball away, and they're like, ah, that was a great throw away. Uh, Kyle Slaughter tried to do that, but he threw it in Silas Kelly, just ooh, squeaked it up off the ground. Just squeaked that mamma jamma off the ground. That was, a, that was a good interception. That was a great interception, actually. Okay, that was a great interception, but it's still the second best. But we're going to finish up talking on the linebackers. They had a lot of hits on uh, on Kyle Slaughter, like I mentioned. I counted about four. Uh, it definitely affected him the same way that uh, Alorm Lamore just being in the backfield affected him. Um it just made him generally inaccurate, which again, both of these things, this defensive line and the, these linebackers helped out these defensive backs so much, okay? Let's talk about it. These defensive backs did not play a good game. They did not play a good game, okay? They got a lot of help, a lot of help from the receivers dropping the ball. At least in the first half, there was at least four drops, all of which were at least 10-plus yards, all right? They were being very aggressive. That's kind of, that's, it's kind of... It's kind of telling towards this scheme, all right? That aggressiveness can be good, can be bad. The good, all right, they've had four this game, aside from the three interceptions, they had four near interceptions, all right, where, where these, these guys on defense were touching the ball or just about there. So they had four near interceptions and then three interceptions. Um, they kept Sal Canella, this, this aggressiveness. Sal Canella, the, the, uh, the, the Renegades tight end, he had six receptions, okay? Um, it seemed like every one was a first or got within, like, two yards of the sticks. So the guy was clearly a factor, but they didn't let him have the best game. Because you let that, you they like, as soon as he caught the ball, he was getting hit. It's just the fact that he had the cushion in order to catch the ball. And I understand covering a tight end is, is hard, and he kept running these out routes, and that's a hard, that's a, that's a high percentage pass. 
Um, but they, they they were only getting to him. They, they play this shell, and then as soon as that ball's thrown, they really break. I want to see them kind of kind of shift and, and get and, and, and get better better coverage to get these pass breakups. Uh, the other issue with this aggressiveness, um, the Renegades, they had three receivers with over an average of 10 yards per catch, which is not good. That's what it kept seeming like is these 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 receivers would get open and every again uh, uh, Kyle Sloter did not have a great game I think what was he twenty three for yeah twenty three for thirty nine uh, two hundred five yards every catch that these guys made it re- it seemed like it was just being incredibly effective Vanderesh was two for five and he had one catch that was a, 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 a f- the forty one yard catch which was tough. Um, but he had three balls that he probably should have caught. Uh, that Vaughn's guy, four for six. Uh, in Ar- Arcanado, he was three for six. And those last two, Vaughn's and Arcanado, all of those, all of his balls that he caught, he was wide open on these things. They were not hard, like they were not hard catches to make. Um, Elijah Hamilton, uh, I will say, as far as he goes, and I think it was on the uh, the Renegades' first drive, he had a really good pass breakup on Van Der Esch, so that was one of the one of the times that they did actually affect the uh, the wide receivers. So that was really good. Uh, Nate Matters, okay, he had that intercept. He had the best interception. The best interception. The reason this is the best interception is because of the twenty yard return. All right, so. He was just sitting and waiting. He was just sitting and waiting. I believe the ball was actually thrown to Van Der Esch, but it was a big-time overthrow because, again, that pressure really got home. Everything's really connecting. That pressure got home. Uh, Kyle Slur just launches this ball just way over, and, and Nate Matters is sitting right where he needs to and um, just snatches the ball up and takes it for 20. And, again, that's telling on this defensive scheme because these guys are playing that shell, waiting for things to happen in front of him. Now, I don't necessarily hate that, but you can't get burned deep. You can't get burned deep because if you play that shell, you're the last last line of defense, and, and that's where some of these bigger uh, uh, catches are, are, are coming into coming into play. Thank God they are making these hits, though. Uh, Lavert Hill, all right. When I talked about that Leighton Vander Esch 41 yard reception, he need it was Lavert Hill on him. It was a contested catch. Okay, Vander Esch caught that ball. It was a contested catch. Man, if it's a contested catch, you gotta win that. You gotta win that because that that was one of those where you you look at it like holy shit, how did he come down with that ball? And if that happens, buddy, that's on that that's on that cornerback needing to be more physical. Um, let's see. Uh, I will. Uh, what's his name? Mike Hampton. Uh, he got exposed on the strip sack drive. Uh, there was a real deep ball would have been in the red zone, uh, but the guy caught the ball. He caught the ball with his foot just coming down outside and uh, or out of bounds. Um, he got kind of exposed there. That's what I'm saying, man. You can't get beat. You can't get beat like that. Because that's what we saw. That's what we saw last week against uh, against DC, and you're playing them again next week. It's like last week it was it was it was Lucky Jackson able to to take everything. And this week it was like what three guys? And eh, it's not it's not good. It's not good. These guys got saved by a lot of different things happening. Um, I'm kind of worried about it. Uh, but they did the defense as a whole. They played well. Uh, they kept, like I said, they kept Sal Canella in check. He's tight end with the most receptions in the league. They kept him to six point seven yards. They stopped the run. Um, they probably went into the game with that plan. Um, 
because that's what this team, that's what the Renegades wanted to do was run the ball. Things kind of changed, like I mentioned before. Uh, Kyle Sloters, uh, this is his second game starting, and he kind of turned it on with passing at the end of their last game. Uh, went into this game, they tried to keep that same thing going. It just didn't work for him. Um, got a lot of uh, a lot of great pressures. The reason for the bad passes, they kept Kyle Sloter in check on his feet. He only had one 11-yard run. I believe that's actually the least number of yardage that uh, that's the smallest number of yardage that uh, uh, the Battlehawks have given up to a, uh, a quarterback on their feet. Um, so that's really good. But buddy, they just need to change that cornerback mindset. They need to because it's it's gonna burn them. All right, that's all of that. Let's get to the caca of the week and the uh uh-uh of the week. Caca of the week. I'm running low on time here. Caca of the week. Goes to Darius Shepard. Our boy, Kaka, baby. Darius Shepard, Kaka of the week. 8 for 8, like I said, average of 11.4 yards per catch. One touchdown. 11.4 yards per catch on 8 catches. That is good numbers right there, my friend. Kaka of the week to you. Uh uh of the week. Uh uh of the week is Juwan Bushel Beatty. Buddy, backup left tackle did better things than you, and you're the starting right tackle. You cannot get shown up by some guy on the other side of the field because you played a bad game, and it almost cost you. Okay, guys, that was the Week 4 preview. Thank you for thank you for listening. Um, I will be back hopefully tomorrow evening with... Uh, not a Week 4 preview. That was a Week 4 recap. What am I talking about? I will be back with you either tomorrow evening or early on Friday with a preview for Week 5 against the D.C. Defenders, the 4-0 Jordan Tamu-led D.C. Defenders. Thank you guys very much for listening. If you have any questions, if you want to talk to me or anything like that, find me on Twitter. All right, find me on Instagram. It's Jake L Beckman. It's very easy. It looks like it says Jackal. It's not a good. It's not a good handle, but it's the one I got. Okay, that puts a wrap on week four. It's behind us now. We got another home game coming up, guys. Let's get ready for it. I will talk to you later.